<laughs> that was a good memory. That was a really good memory. It's funny. There's a time where he was vulnerable and freaking... You know what? Please, everybody, past, present, so we can see the future.
tonight because I have a lot of anger. I don't want to have a lot of anger. So, one more. Please tell me. What this cliche is. So, tell me about your childhood. What do you remember from your childhood? Let's see. What did one learn? I'm just gonna switch chairs over here and I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to myself. This is called self-therapy. This is what you need to do after years and years and years of therapy and medication. To the point where you're perceived to break and realize how strong you are. And you've been right all along. And you wonder where your rights went. <laughs> so I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna ask my inner child and I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna talk to her, I'm gonna interview her. And I'm gonna ask the most cliche way. So tell me about your childhood. Okay, now I moved to the chair where she is sitting. And I'm trying to think back. Because now I'm speaking as my inner child to myself. I realize no one else is sitting in the chair. It's all between me, I'm not crazy. I did not break. Fear breaks people. Hmm. Okay. Are you afraid? Yeah. Okay. What are we afraid of? Well, I think first fear I felt was going through the birth of trauma, the trauma of birth. That's the first thing I remember. And when I really think back deep down, I can remember that. That was my first thing. That was my first traumatic experience into this world. That's what birth was for me. I can see that. I can feel that. for showing me them, by the way. I am grateful. I didn't read it or get it at first. I didn't, but now I do. Thank you, Kat, for suggesting this form of therapy. You were a healer. A nurse. I guess that was and So, yeah, that was my first fear, because, wow, pretty much when we were being completely helpless, afraid. But it did last long. Because I, in the arms, so many people who loved me, they did. They did. They gave me 
the ability to feel hope. That was the first thing they did. They gave me everything that I needed. All the biological and physiological needs were met. I know that. I was loved by many. I was the first granddaughter. I was the oldest sister's firstborn girl. And I would be that. Not for too long, because then we'd get the firstborn son. Firstborn grandson. Way to go, Uncle Tommy. At least that's how I remember. So yeah, I was loved. I was given everything I need to earn my virtue of hope. Hope is virtue. I consider hope a virtue. Okay, so we've reached hope. We made it that far. Where did we go next? I mean, we had hope. We know we were going forward. Pressing to learn to walk. And we did so much. We did. And we did it all really well. We did it to the best our bodies our minds, our souls, and our parents, and our grandparents, and our aunts, and our uncles, and all our family and cousins could do for us at that time. And it was enough. It was enough, apparently, to earn the virtue of hope. I was being raised well. And I was happy. And I was loved and I was nourished at the soul. Even if there was an adjustment time in there. Because there was. Because sometimes, sometimes when you experience love for the first time as a parent, and you don't really understand what love was before that. When it just completely overwhelms you and consumes you, and you are instantly ready to lay down your life, no matter what, it doesn't ever go away. There's nothing my child has ever been able to do so far in her 11 years to change that. As a matter of fact, it's just deeper. It's so unconditional. It was meant to be so unconditional. It really was meant to be, honey. I tried. I didn't want to place any condition on you. But we did. We haven't loved you unconditionally, and I am sorry for that. But you know what? I recognize that because I went through that. That's what I recognize. When I look back and I can feel and empathize with my mother, that there was an adjustment, and even before my father. But you see, the worst part is, other than pictures and a few memories, 
other than the love I felt from a father to a firstborn daughter. I felt that I was allowed to feel that. Stand it and know I had the complete thing in my day. Something changed. The dynamic changed there. It all changed. And that, that's when I remember. told the stories of my childhood by everyone else except for me, except for my father. I never got happy memories to share. Even with our best intentions, even with the goodness in my heart, I still need to see. And I still have to live with those mistakes every day. But you know what? I don't have to. I don't have to apologize to anyone for those mistakes anymore. Because I already did. Forgive myself. Because I can understand. I remember the only piece that was missing was my father's side. His perspective, the best one I was ever going to get. Because I didn't get a chance when he was alive. He let his cancer lead him away. Suicide by cancer. Given your side of the story before. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Instead, I was, I was left with one final memory of you and I sitting together. And you just had so much pain. I could feel it. I remember feeling pain in the but I remember the song and it took me a long time to remember the song. I can always hear it in my head. But I didn't have the right title. And it took me a long time to really be confident enough that Turnaround Bright Eyes was the song that played a little And they showed me. Oh, Dad, you showed me. You did. 
I believe now. I understand it. I get it. Thank you. Thank you, Michael, for getting through me. Never stopping to get to me. I know where you're buried now, Ben. I'm gonna come see you. Pretty soon. Just need this heat to let up a little bit. I'm not afraid of the dark. Uh, but there's still stigma around going to the cemetery by yourself. Especially when you have no idea where you are yet in that cemetery. <laughs> it's like picture me with my iPhone just coming around. Problem is, I wouldn't be scared at all. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be feared of that. I just can't allow myself to be that stupid, I guess. Take the chance of, I don't know, wrong person, wrong time. So, you'll have to, I know you understand. Yeah, do you know? But when I get there, it was just this moment that I was able to. You already know that. I don't need to be, I don't need to explain myself. See, that's the beauty. I never needed to explain myself to anyone. What? I was 18. I, I shouldn't have had to explain, but you know, I shouldn't have had to explain myself all my life to everyone. Everyone that I met. Because they all should have just gotten to know me well enough. Well enough to know my intentions were always good. Understand that when I was angry, it was because I didn't understand I was angry. And I had no idea how to deal with those emotions. Nobody taught me. I had to teach myself. I had to see the right and the wrong. I, I saw how my anger was hurting people. And I remember it. I remember Mary. Lately. Oh, shit, man. She was mean and I was meaner. <laughs> and there was a point where I really just didn't give a fuck. And, and as much as I've always said I don't give a fuck, I'm done. Well, I still actually gave fucks and I still wasn't actually done. You learn though, you know. And I remember when I finally got my NCLEX RN, ironically. She was at the nurse station and I was across from her in a room that had a door and my mom called me and said, do you want me to open it? And I said, yes. And she told me I passed. And that is one of the good memories I have of being my mom. Because for the first time, it wasn't about her. It was just about me. I couldn't really turn it into her. Uh, but I don't worry. She got her revenge on that when I didn't thank her enough during my nursing graduation. The rest of the night became all about her. She ruined that fucking night. But I let her, I guess. Because I'm not allowed to stand up for myself at that point and tell her how I really felt and tell her that you don't have the right. Just because you were my mother, it did not give you the right to continue to treat me like that. And I allowed it and I let everybody else enable her. I even let other abusers enable her because, well, she manipulated me along the way. That's what she does best. But you see, the difference is now, now that I remember that last thing, that last piece, because I already remember everything else. I've remembered it my whole life. I never suppress shit unconsciously. I just was never able to focus on it to get the confusion away enough to understand it. It was there. It never went away. All of it. I journaled it. I kept notes. I have freaking 40 
Well, when I started documenting it myself was probably, I guess school started documenting it for me, really, with school pictures. So there you go. That's when my life started being documented, through school pictures. Because I, I haven't ended up with much else about me and my history and pictures and things. I don't know what happened to it, where it all went. But everybody that's had something for me has given me. My aunts, my uncle, everybody. Still won't be enough. I won't ever get to talk to him. But you know what I did get to do? I got to talk to him on his deathbed. He he was dying. And his family sought me out. And at that time, in my 20s, I was a nurse. You know, I was always working towards my bachelor's degree. I wish I could remember what year it was. It pains me that I can't. I can't figure it out. But right now, well, something I will figure out. Just thought, you know, the work of my timeline. But, you know that I have that. I have that. I have something I just never had before. And it was truly my missing piece. Because I did watch all of my other pieces fall apart. And those pieces, they fucking shattered. And my feet, I... Oh, a bloody mess. Shards and shards of glass. And I was missing pieces. And it turns out they were inside of me all It's weird to say. I don't mean the glass pieces. I'm, I'm think, trying to speak, you know give you an example and you know a bit of an analogy make a similar likeness between the two yeah words escape me sometimes I understand the word I'm looking for I know what word I want to use but I can't find that exact word that's what BMS does word searching that's a fun one but I do know what I'm trying to say, I just sometimes can't find the word. And I usually go on the dictionary and online onto the dictionary and I refresh myself of the word that I'm looking for and and I relook it up and you know, I learn all the definitions and I, I like reteaching myself my vocabulary because I don't think I ever really understood vocabulary in English language arts. They didn't really throw me in school. So I did what I had to do, and then, you know, you have to do nursing research, so you learn how to do that, and, and when I learn something, I learn how to do it well, but I do it the best that I possibly can. I didn't take any opportunities to learn half ass. It just was never who I was. I wanted to learn. I didn't care. The problem is some of the people who teach you, they don't really understand what they're teaching you, or they're giving you just plain old incorrect information, but because of who it's coming from, of course you believe it sometimes you believe it until you're 41 and you look it up for yourself finally and realize you've been wrong all along so that's always fun too come on inside inside i know i met another dog today i know and you just want to smell me smell me smelly i get it but you can't so please come outside and enjoy but not up my ass come on buddy thank you Thank you. Reality check. Dogs need to go out. I need to pause for a moment. 
do. I find it very peculiar, actually, as I ask myself. On June 13th, 2018, just a few months ago, I cried out for help on Facebook. And I caused a lot of fear. And I never meant to. But alas, I could not get you to understand. So I left the environment. I was escorted to a medical, psychiatric, um, acute hospital. And at no point during that time were my rights taken from me. No. Not by the police. They never took my rights away. They simply uh, were nice enough to give me a nice ride to, well, to help. And I did. I got help. And during that point in time, I voluntarily gave my rights away. Because that's what I needed to do at that point. And I was accommodating. So during that time, I could not understand why the words were flowing for me like they were, and they continued to flow, and I just couldn't shut up. I just couldn't. And I kept talking and talking and talking and talking to everybody, anybody that had fucking ears. Deborah not. I kept talking. I can laugh about that now, because I understand myself now, but because I know what I went through once I was inside the loony bin and I was the only woman there other than staff and like I said I talked to everybody oh, there was one guy there with me and I talked to him that was the next day the first night the first night everybody was my friend it was the weirdest thing. Every doctor, every person, everybody I talked to, they were trying to be so nice and accommodating and listen to me and understood. They, they barely questioned if I was making sense or not. And I mean, on some level I was. Just, you know, when you're listening to someone and you're looking at them like they're crazy, you don't quite understand what they're trying to say to you. And, and it started when I tried to explain to them about the MS medicine, the Jelenia. Because what I couldn't remember or formulate, call it whatever state I was in, plus I still have MS, I didn't go away, that wasn't cured. So I still have that, and I had that then too. And I quickly realized the more I talked, the thirstier I got. But it wasn't easy to get water either, because I had to bother somebody who was, I wasn't right then and there I didn't think I needed to be there I think everybody else thought I needed to be there and I was just doing what everybody thought best because at that point you're right I shouldn't have been completely left to care for myself at that point I shouldn't have been abandoned I shouldn't have had you, sh you all did everything you should have and I am forever grateful for that because you all helped me in one way or another and it showed me that maybe I do have people that care about me. I didn't think I did. It was weird. 
but as I was there that first night, I um, tried to tell one of the nurses, he was a male nurse, and he was a cocky, arrogant son of a bitch, to be quite frankly, and I wasn't about to deal with a cocky son of a bitch, so I, I called him out on a few things as nicely as possible about his behavior towards me, but of course, I'm crazy, so... And then, hard the way we live nowadays, assholes are legally allowed to be assholes unless they threaten to kill you. So he didn't threaten to kill me, so. But he could have because I was trying to tell him about my MS medicine, Jelenia, and that there is, I need him to check the side effects. I need him to check the side effects. And, uh, because I, I couldn't remember, but there was a big one associated with it. Now I remember, but I couldn't remember then. So it turns out that there's this virus that I'm, I am positive for. Um, and it's the JVC, the JCV virus. JVC or JCV, I can never remember the acronym, let alone pronounce the words. But anyway, so I'm positive for that. And so um, it was made to be from my understanding that that, um, that could be a, a higher indication of developing a even a more rare side effect from the medication PML. And it's, it's basically like a serious brain infection just to keep it as simple as possible. And I could have died um, from the medicine that he never bothered to check the side effects for. I don't know if he ever did, but he didn't until one of my outside heroes called my doctor, my regular MS doctor who knows me for five years now. Yeah, um, the one that I have gone to every appointment, every time, did every procedure. I've been the most compliant patient that there has been. And a little bit over and beyond that, because of, well, that's just who I am by nature. Um, so, I only forgot what I was saying. See these stupid tangents that I go on? And that's not MS. That's the medicine side effects, but they're good side effects. Oh, so the side effects. See how it all just circles back? All right, now before I forget again. Outside Angel called, and then they got in contact um, with the place I was voluntarily staying at the time. And they decided, oh, okay, let's, let's look at this. But you see, they didn't want to buy the medical component. They were resistant to the fact that, let's test her for a urinary tract infection. Because my doctor knows MS and UTIs can lead to exactly what happened to me, amazingly enough. But th that's okay. I, I understand the medical diagnosis isn't enough. You're stuck on the psych diagnosis. And um, there, that wasn't the primary. That wasn't ended up why I was there. But uh, the first night I remember, they asked for my urine, so got my urine. Um, and then they wanted to start me on Bactrim. Okay, all right. I like Bactrim's for UTIs, but you know, I, in my head, I know I want to make sure because where I'm at, I had to make sure because of where I was at. Um, I'd been there before in many different <laughs> roles and um, made some friends and some enemies along the way, I guess. 
but I had a lot more friends there at that time than I had enemies, thankfully. Um, my angels behind the scenes. I'm grateful for them. Very grateful that for that experience now. I couldn't understand why I was going this path. I had no idea I was I was just being guided and taking the steps. That's how it felt anyway. So I said I didn't want the back drum. So of course they documented <laughs> crazy girl. Well she's refusing her meds. Well no, see in my head I was trying to say I know where we're at. How do I say this nicely? I know where we're at. So before I start the bathroom, can you make sure they sent the culture? But I couldn't get all of that out. The, that part was just not there for me to read. I was too busy saying other, other shit. Um, I, and I did shut up at one point, though. Don't worry. I shut up. Um, and I'm appreciative to the one person that I saw through everything that first night said to me stop just stop talking and listen to me she's the first person who said that everybody else just listened along oh wow fascinating like like I'm perfectly fine but I know they think I'm crazy and that they're just placating me been there done that I've been patient I've been a nurse I've been a visitor I've been a lot of different roles in my life mother was the most defining but so crazy girl she skipped her med and at that point I did I shut up I think most of the doctors were supposed to have done I didn't have a door in my room and uh, so I just laid there with whatever they gave me I wasn't allowed to have any of my own undergarments um, I was given um, a set of a cloth well, they're not, I don't consider them scrubs because it was more like a, felt more like a prison uniform. I was prisoned in there, you know? And, and my nipples had to rub against that. And, and then that's, oh, it just, it's not my level of comfort. So there, I had to learn how to enjoy it. Yeah, go in commando. Not tough anymore. Not wearing a bra. Where in the law did it start that I was supposed to wear one in the first place? I mean, I know it's better for my back and everything, but when was it? Where? When was it my right to get away to not wear a bra wherever I wanted? Is that written somewhere? I have to look at that. I don't know if that's written anywhere. Maybe I got to read between the lines because got to learn how to read between the lines. Um, let's see what else. So I went to sleep, and um, the funny thing is, they wanted to give me the backdrop, but they stopped all of my other medications that you're not supposed to stop. My MS medication and care, because okay, now they realize PML could be a real thing, and, and they were like, fuck. Um, so that's when the, like, the MRI got ordered, all that stuff. But this is a Wednesday, and you know, Wednesday turns into the weekend where nothing gets done pretty quick, and I realized that. Um, I, they stopped my Lexapro, 
which is my antidepressant um, that has really, when I first started taking it, worked wonders. It did, it did. Um, since then, I pretty much think I'm the same on it or off it. But, so, anyway, the point is, with that, they stopped it, and you're not supposed to stop it. And I was at 30 milligrams. I just went up and 10 milligrams a few months before, and it worked again. It was working really well, actually. Once again, it was amazing. But it's not the medicine. Stop the Lexapro. And I didn't get any of my other vitamins and supplements that I can remember. Um, and, and somehow they had an error on my chart and they wanted to give me, why'd they keep trying to fucking give me something for indigestion, protonics? I'm like, I don't take that. I've never taken that. I've only ever taken Nexium. Carafe, I don't, I, I don't know. Carafe was only like upper endo endos and with the medicine for the prednisone. Oh, the prednisone was killer. So yeah, carafe was that. But um, this was, Oh, Singular for asthma. Oh yeah, I was on that for maybe a year when it was thought that it was asthma, but really it was just my smoking. Yeah, I know. Imagine that I smoked from early teens until I found out I was pregnant with Audrey until I peed on the stick. And then I stopped. I didn't start again until I went through a divorce. <laughs> but hey, I'm a dirty smoker. I guess that's what we do. We cope. And this, this has been the best medicine so far. But I couldn't have that either. Even though it's legally prescribed. I was not allowed to have that. No. My God, no. <laughs> you can't have your legally prescribed medicine in the hospital. can't have my legally prescribed medicine pretty much anywhere. And I am stuck to these outrageous dispensaries that are too far for me to drive most days. And you have to afford some shit in life. You have to pick and choose and prioritize and not everybody agrees with your priorities. So I say fuck them. Now I say fuck them. I didn't always say fuck I used to say fuck them but I didn't mean it. It was so indecisive. Anyway. Before I go on another tangent and forget the only medicine that they gave me that I, besides offering me the bacteria, which I refused, because that's because, not because I wanted them to do a culture. <laughs> oh, they never did one, by the way. No, they just dipped it and started Bactrum. But it looked good. I mean, I had been drinking my water. I had been taking care of myself, contrary to popular belief. I was feeding myself. I was... I was drinking a lot of water. I was starting to feel really good. Until September. Anyway, a year ago. A year ago. That's why this date is so significant. 31st. Woke up Saturday the 1st, Sunday the 2nd, Monday the 3rd, Tuesday the 4th. Yeah, that's when it started. That's why this is my rebirth day. It all makes sense now. Alright. MS challenged me five years ago. Yeah, it did this Labor Day weekend five years ago. 
too. I did. I have the blue. I had a loving husband. Her mommy, his mommy loved her. Oh God, I loved her. I loved her so much. I overcompensated so much. More mistakes. I'm sorry, baby. Oh, a bat just dove for good. Eat those skeeters before they eat me. They love me. I fucking hate mosquitoes. Those are something that, yeah, I think I still hate. That I can't talk myself into liking, loving, caring about nothing. I have no empathy for them. Nothing. As a matter of fact. I once questioned someone at Insectropolis. I said, if there were no mosquitoes, would we all die? Would that be the end? The chain? The food? The chain? Would we all die? Really? Would, if we were less mosquitoes, would there really not be enough other bugs out there to feed them? Can somebody answer that? Like, I just want to know for real. Like, if we, like, could somehow use our science, math, and technology, and what we know about the world, could we eradicate mosquitoes? Because they do more harm than good. I don't even want my bats eating infected mosquitoes with fucking malaria or HIV either. Or any of those other fucking epidemics we've been through. Who remembers the flu virus? Who remembers the bird virus? That's the one. The bird flu. Ugh. That was scary to think. But I only saw it on TV. And they were wearing masks, so obviously they were all okay. Ugh. What we didn't see was that they were all wearing Anyway, so they gave it to trazodone. Trazodone is another one that helps with the antidepressant, but it has this beautiful side effect of sleep. And at that point, I was up to two. I was up to 100 milligrams each night because I could taper it as I needed it because I didn't need that much every night. But at that point, I was starting to need it because I couldn't sleep and I needed to sleep. And did you know that? I, every time I had to take all four of those pills, I felt guilty. Like, oh, I must be doing something wrong if I need this like this to sleep. But it's not even like, I mean, I have, I have Xanax, Valium. Holy fuck, I got a whole freaking pharmacy. And you know what I did? I decided to get rid of it all because it didn't need to be in my house because I wasn't taking it. I don't share my medicine anymore with anybody. Never, never should I have. Um, I, you know, no, I shouldn't have. I, I chose poorly and I would not choose that outcome again. Um, I learned from it, thankfully. Thank you. Thank you for letting me learn from everything that I thought once pained me while blinded by love. An illusion of love. Lady Gaga was an illusion of love. You're so right.
what I gotta do next. I slept. They gave me one pill. I said to myself, to be mad that there's only one because apparently I didn't make it clear enough that I needed to tell that I needed 100 million. I think I was afraid of them. I don't know because at one point there were 25s and then at one point there were 50s. So I, the total I've ever taken at, at once was 100. No more than that ever. And before that the most was 50. I don't even I didn't go to 75 because breaking those pills in hand fucking pain in the ass. Why, if I was taking 75, wouldn't, wait, give me the 25s, the 50s, and the 25s, 100, so I took two 50s. So that's why, all right, I figured that out. Sometimes it just takes me longer to process things. It doesn't make me stupid. It makes me slower to process to come to probably a better outcome than you've already had. Uh, but you'll never see it that way. But that's okay. I, I know that now. I won't have to waste my effort explaining anything to you. Because you're not going to understand. But still, I think I cannot be alone. I cannot be alone. And, and fucking waking up. There has to be other people. I mean, I don't know. I hear it in every song I listen to now. It's funny because... Listen to all the songs that I've heard before in my life at different points. And I've listened to them again at different points and again and over and over and over. And now, I not only listen to everything I've once listened to, today's music, um, I, I, I listened to the old stuff. I went back. Like, I just wanted to know, I wanted to experience what each of the generations, each of their messages that they were trying to send, because there's been a message, but it's just been so eerily similar. It's just like the generations are doing their best. They know how. With all the blocks. Until they were beaten to sublimation. That sucks. That's Fucks, you guys. All you were trying to do was make us aware. Best way you knew how. And fuck if you needed illegal substances to do that. Because you used illegal substances just as much. I mean, alcohol did become legal at some point. Fuck you, mosquitoes. I'm going inside. Kicking me out of my own backyard. And for that, I hate you. No, I don't want to douse myself in fucking chemicals every night to keep you away. I've done everything else natural, then you still love me. And I hate you. <coughs> no, I'm having a great night. I'm having so much fun. Good, it's only 8 o'clock. I finally know what it's like, by the way, to be alone and not lonely. Just alone. And it's quite refreshing when you're enough. 
so I was in the fat night when I slept. I didn't care. At that point, I wasn't mad. I said, you know what? Holy shit, no. Thank you for giving me one because I'm already fucking exhausted. If this is enough to just shut my fucking mind off for just a little bit so I can sleep, I, at that point, I took that pill. I thanked, I was gracious, and I was fucking out. Not a sound, not a light, not a noise, not a laugh, not a, a, nothing, nothing. I slept. And I needed it. And I slept deep. I slept hard. I slept sound. And I slept with no alarm clock until, you know, of course, it's time to take your bathroom. Okay, I will take that now. You will? Absolutely. And then I shut up. I wasn't going to explain myself. I wasn't going to explain that. All I really wanted to try to tell you was to please send a culture. So instead, what I asked was, when he came back with the bathroom, thank you. I understand I didn't take it like, and I'm ready to take it now and going forward. What did my urinalysis results show? And, and when will my culture be back? Oh, I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Thank you. When you get a chance, I would appreciate that. And I took my medicine. And she went and at some point later, she came back. And she explained that it was only a dipstick that was done. And, uh, no culture was ever said. I had already taken the bathroom. Yeah, I know. It's just one dose, but... I wanted to know what the frig specifically was infecting me. Because you get better treatment with a better treatment plan. Now instead I have to go for all these other tests. Thank you for not doing the UTI when I needed it most. Thank you for not doing the culture for my UTI when I needed it most. Thank you Lauren, for not realizing, because you've had a nurse's bladder your whole fucking life, and you could hold your urine for more than 12 hours when you needed to, thank you for damaging your own bladder to the point where it could be a mess or it could be that, neurogenic bladder or whatever it is, I don't know, I have to go for all these studies now. And I can't just do it at one place with one doctor and get it all done. I have to go to many. And the bills and the EOBs and the shit's already piling up from June that they can't figure out that the MRI should have been covered. And why it's not covered? Well, it wasn't covered because I should have been out of there on Friday after my MRI to show that I didn't have PML, which we knew now because I would have been dead already. Um, And they already knew that it was septicemia that was changed so much of what was going on in my body metabolically made me encephalopathic. I had metabolic encephalopathy. Look that up. That was my diagnosis. Then you can look up the secondary diagnosis that was psych and that was adjustment disorder. A fucking adjustment disorder. I find the irony and humor in that because I totally needed an attitude adjustment and I got it. I totally got that. 
<laughs> that's why I think it's funny because I totally got an attitude adjustment. I had voluntarily given my rights away. And when I woke up that next morning and all of that went down, I went out, I wanted breakfast, I was hungry. And well, I expected a hospital food breakfast. I did. I, I was all set. I'm like, all right, you know what, well, Lauren, you've had hospital food before. Frank, you were starving some nights when you worked there. Frank, you were starving there sometimes as a patient and as a visitor. And you ate that freaking food, and you know what? It tasted like a gourmet meal. It really did. But I didn't get hospital food. I didn't get outside food. I didn't get cafeteria food. I don't know what kind of food I got. And I couldn't eat it. So now the crazy girl was starving herself. (laughs) But I couldn't stomach it down yet. I just couldn't do it. So then I turned around and there was another patient there. And there was this boy. But he was a man. He's like a man boy. And well, they diagnosed him crazier than the crazy I was. And you know what? He kind of needed it right then and there. And he kind of brought out the mother instinct in me. And I don't know where that came from. And I didn't try to or mean to. It just kind of happened. Because, you know, he was watching and observing me. And that was before I realized that he was. Matter of fact, everybody was. There camera everywhere. So they could watch me, whatever they wanted. I had nothing to hide. So I was pretty much kind of exposed. My most vulnerable I had nothing left to hide. I just verbally vomited everything on Facebook Live. So I had no secrets. And all I had left, I realized, was this guy right next to me right now in my, my space that I had to share with him. I had to share my space with him. And I was okay with sharing my space, but there were a few rules. First of all, you can burp and fart all you want. I don't care. Just don't direct it towards me. Just say excuse me when you're done. Just manners. That's all. So I asked him. And he said, okay. I'm like, he said, okay. I'm like, oh, oh cool. Right on. And so then he started walking around and he left and he had to fart a few times and he'd come back. And he'd still say excuse me even though he left the room. So I knew he farted for a burp. But he said excuse me. So rock on. Okay, so excuse me. So I'm just sitting there, you know. By now, I am no longer stoned. I, uh, the trizodone did its thing. I'm not on Lexapro. I'm not on Jelenia. I'm not on any of my normal meds, but I'm on Bactrol. It took that. And I still didn't take the singular. And you can document refused all you want. I'm telling you right now, it should have never been there. It was a medication error. And I saved you from making that error because I knew better about myself. So thank you for listening, even though you thought I was crazy. Um, (laughs) Oh, well, what a new perspective. What a just invaluable information. And all I had was time. I had so much time. I've had a lot of time lately since I haven't been able to work. I miss working. I miss feeling motivated. Self-driven. Oh my God, I was fucking smart. 
am smart. As a matter of fact, I might be genius. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In my own right, I get to judge myself. I feel like I might be a genius. So, I'm not speaking from ego either. Please understand. That is just what I've now been consciously aware of. And there is no ego on my part. Not with that, anyway. Still some on others. And I'm working through that. Learning where that stems from. Because that's where that all comes from. But I started learning through this four days. I know, it's painful to get through, right? All these fucking tangents. So. I notice as come back up, though, that his ass freaking crack is digging out and that my seated level well it was right in my gosh darn face I asked him I said I know I just asked you before but it was about this whole respect thing and I can't respect you when I look at you and I see your ass when your pants are hanging down and I have mine pulled up pretty far and I stood up at this point and I showed him, look how far I have my pants pulled up, dude. Okay? So I know you got room in there for your junk to still be comfortable with your pants pulled up. And he laughed and we laughed. And from that point forward, anytime his pants said, he pulled them up. And he said, excuse me. Every time he did anything that he thought would be disrespectful to me. Now... During this time, he saw that I wasn't eating. I explained to him, I'm like, it's not that I'm ungrateful for this food. I just physically can't eat this. It's not what my body's used to. I don't nourish my body like this. And he was stolen. So you know what I did? I said, you know what? Why don't you eat this? I said, I'm going to take the juice. I'm going to take the Lorna Dune. I lived on Lorna Dune juice. Because it was all that was given to me on the trays water I couldn't get for myself. I had to disturb the people who were busy working, trying to take care of us just to get me water and ice water. Oh, forget that. Would, that's too complicated. I'll just take room temperature. I won't disturb you until somebody said, well, the ice is next to the water. I can do both. So if you're willing to give me both, I will take both. Thank you. And I fucking meant it. Do you realize how fucking appreciative I was to anybody who was willing to get me water? And you know what I did uh, as they were taking me in the wheelchair, escorting me from, from you know, the intake of the emergency room into the uh, psych part. And um, <laughs> I stole bottled water. <laughs> it was Poland Spring on the desk. And so I just, uh, no, did I walk? I don't know. Either way, I swiped. I think I was in the chair. Oh, I think I walked. Ah, oh, I did. Walked up to the chair. Yes, and the water was on it, and I took a bottle of water like it was my own. Because I knew right then and there, I was have to be dependent on myself and no one else. So I stole that water, and I even admitted it. I admitted it. I said, look, I took this water. I didn't want to steal it. My intention did was to steal, but really it wasn't to steal because I wanted it. It was because I need this water to survive. And I felt like that would kind of be okay in that circumstance. 
but it, I will give it back if you if you want to take it. And then he took it back. They let me have it. They understood that. mushrooms. Don't ask me why. Because I am. That's why. Okay. Mushrooms. These are mushrooms right out of a freaking jar. They better be imported from Greece. You better not be lying to me on that label. Just like my olive oil better be real. Oh. Sorry for the chewing. But it's kind of necessary. Because this time I actually want to talk. So he and I, we got along pretty well, but you know what? I was, I listened to him. He just could talk and I would just listen. I didn't judge him. I chose to, to empathize with him and understand because he is a broken little boy inside and he has mommy issues and daddy issues and he wasn't raised very well. He didn't get that love like I did in the beginning. I don't think he was not, not quite, not quite as long or as or as much as I did, not with as many good people. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he ever got hope. Did he get hope? Like, I got hope. I wonder how many people never ended up with hope. How many people just feel hopeless? I can't imagine feeling hopeless. I have never felt hopeless. Never. Always had hope. Always had hope. That's one thing I can say. I've always been hopeful. All right, so there you go. I have a quality that I can define myself with. I have always been hopeful. I can say that and mean it. All right, do I want some crackers? Yeah, some crackers. Some olives and some shrooms. Some fungi. I gotta have some fungi in my life, right? I can do whatever I want. But I've figured out what I want now. And that broken little boy helped me. I hope I helped him. I hope I helped him because I wasn't thinking about it. I was just listening like I, like I said, he just pulled the mother strings in my heart. 
you know you have to you have to always give hope never never let hope die I fear a world without hope because hope is the only thing stronger than fear so we must never become hopeless it is our first virtue that we were supposed to be given supposed to be inherited supposed to be innate and it was supposed to be nurtured by our parents the ones who brought us into this world and we're not doing as good a job as we thought every single one of you have told me I'm a good mom I'm a great mom took me a while to get there though my friends know my one friend guy known her since 16 and she's like the one of these like natural born moms and um and I didn't understand that with her first child at all I didn't get what she was going through because at that point I still didn't want any fucking kids I hated kids I never wanted kids why didn't I want kids oh I know why because I never wanted to be like my mom Plus, at 10, you have a sister. Plus, you're the first granddaughter of your oldest granddaughter. So, by default, babysitter, caretaker, get them food, brush their hair. Just come to the house. For me, to brush her hair. I didn't ask them to come to the house for me to brush their hair. And sometimes, I took it out of and you know what I had? No right to do that. But I didn't know any better at the time. Because I didn't understand my anger for what it was. I didn't understand what that emotion really truly was and how to effectively manage that. No, no, I have. So I can't be ignorant to it anymore. Ignorance was bliss, though. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. Problem is, until you burst the fucking bubble that we live in, well, yeah, it gets forever. Well, anyway, I was always told I lived in a bubble for too long. If I didn't know any better, I should have been smarter. I should have been wiser. I should have uh, been more instinctual. God, there are so many things I should have been. I just wasn't yet. I didn't know. Oh, fuck. Why did everybody get stuck in their mistakes? Why did everybody get known for the shit they've done? What if they've learned from that shit they've done and now won't let it happen again, but now nobody gives them a chance? Because I'm going through that right now, too. And it's strange 
because nobody wants to know what metabolic encephalopathy is and rather know what crazy is. And that fact that I was not crazy in the first place and that once I did get the MRI on a Saturday because they couldn't do it on the Friday, well, that's why they're not getting paid because it was a delay in services. You don't get paid for that and you don't get to balance bill me for that. So no, I don't feel like having to call you 5,000 times to get it straightened out because I know I shouldn't be getting these bills in the first place. And no, I don't want to go to more doctor's appointments right now because I don't feel well enough to be traveling all over the fucking state to try to get care that I need or an out of state. And I have to do it one fucking doctor at a time and I have to go get all the medical records, which you have to pay for now, by the way, out of pocket, bill me. Bill me. I'll pay you Tuesday in hamburgers. Or something like that. Um, anyway. Basil is so freaking good. Where, oh, where are my tomatoes? I brought home tomatoes. Where are my tomatoes? Where did I put them? Where did I put my tomatoes? One tomato. Well, I know you're all three of you fuckers are in here. Well, these are zombie tomatoes and they're in here somewhere. At least they were. Seriously, where the fuck did tomatoes go? Did they fall out my car? Oh, Lauren, 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 Lauren. When are you going to change this purse? It's too big. It's weighing you down on your right side. And you wonder why you have fucking pain on the right side. Maybe your purse is too freaking happy. However, the problem is this is a very special gift. Which obligates me to... Does it obligate me? Just because it was a gift, do I have to use that? Why do I feel I have to use that? Oh, tomatoes, where are you? I want to eat you. I want to eat my belly. My belly. I should have brought my... Oh, wait. I do have my phone. I should have brought my phone. Ha, 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 ha. Talking into it, you fucktard. Did you forget that? Sorry. Bad word. But I've been called it so many times that sometimes it's how I do refer to myself. Okay. What happened? Oh, here they are. One, come on, one, and two, nope, 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 you're not going further, two, gotcha, I got you, now I can get you in my better, now go flashlight, thank you, Yeah, I do. I set reminders for everything. Watch out. Please. Back up. I want to get out of the buggies. Buggies, buggies. Blue light off. Good night. Excuse me. Yes, I want to walk, and every step that you're taking in front of me is where I actually want to continue to walk. Oh, buddy, I love you. Just in case you didn't realize that. I love you just the way you are.
Ваша, 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 ваша. Zombie tomatoes are the best. Well, that might. Thursday night, yeah. So, my initial night there, I spent the day getting to know him, and um, uh, really not doing anything <laughs> except the basic vital signs and stuff. And I ha asked to shower, and I looked was looked at like I had um, a few more heads than one. So I was starting. I think I wasn't the only one that was crazy. Oh, that tomato smells crazy. Um, hmm. But anyway, I, she's like, do you want to shower? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I kind of usually shower every day. And um, she's like, okay, let me figure it out. So they had to get a guard to stand outside the door. Um, cause somebody new just arrived and, um, uh, uh, with police escorts, but not exactly the same way that, that I did. I <laughs> had a little bit rougher of a time and, uh, I never had handcuffs on me, so I'm not sure. And I didn't stay around long enough to find out because after I got out of the shower, the guard was kind enough to stand there as I had to put my feet on the fucking bathroom floor. Even though I know better because I know what's on there. And I had to use this shared bathroom that was like a, I don't know, like the strongest flush I've ever experienced in my life. And, um... I don't know. It was kind of like, it reminded me of a jail toilet. Like, that's the only thing that I can think of it. Like, like there was a place to piss and a place to shit. And it was hard to flush. And there was no, like, hands in the and It was just, 
it's just so not what I was used to. But guess what I had to do? I had to go against everything that I knew better about and everything that would never have normally done. As a matter of fact, I go out of my way to make sure I did not. As I did with potty training Audrey on how to be smart about going as as well seated as you can because uh, you can't squat and piss right. You just, it, you need to, do you need to sit? Or I could stand up. I could stand up and piss with much more relief. But the, the control stream thing is a little bit, you know, I got to work on that a little bit more. I want to write my name in the snow. Anyway. Uh, again, Carl was gotten good at it. <laughs> um, anyway. I had fun in my day. I was a fun girl. I I get through the shower and I feel like I had poop this time too. I do. I had a poop. I'm a shy pooper. My pooper really likes my total best. And when something like hits me really fast and all of a sudden like in the storm. I ate something, like I went out to eat or something, I probably shouldn't have ate that. And then all of a sudden it's like, you're in the middle of a store and you're with your daughter or you're not. And at this point, you hope you remember exactly where the bathroom is. Because remember, I have a mess. Um, even though you can't see it, I look fine. Um, you're understanding what it is right now um I don't know I I I I'm not saying this to try to be funny it's just once I learned the term you kind of can't unlearn it and it's totally freaking fits perfectly to the situation that it belongs to be in my vocabulary but it's just one of those urges where all of a sudden you're like where's the bathroom and you prairie dog your whole way to the bathroom and it happens and it's just real and it's the perfect way to describe it and I was really good at not leaving or having any skid marks through it so I fucking I had some really good control I have lots of good control. Um, and um, that's just more of what I learned about myself. But I had to go through, through sharing that. Because, oh my God, all I want to do go home and take a shower in my own shower. I want to hear where from my own, my own part of picture. Um, and I want more than anything to do it in my own house with my dogs and my girl. But I didn't get to do that like I had hoped. That didn't go as I hoped when I was released. Uh, My hopes weren't, they didn't didn't have a chance, man. Oh my God, I didn't even get to to speak them before they were like, I don't know, I guess they were, they tried to crush them as if my hope is crushable. That's the one thing you guys did give, mama. You and Daddy both. Because I remember that now. 
did, you guys. You fueled me enough to, to, to be hopeful. And so much so that I never lost that. Well, I got out of the shower. And, and I'm, I'm having some, I had some visitors Wednesday night. Um, one very unexpected one and one, um, one that I really needed right then, but one that I wish I could have again because I couldn't hear everything you were saying as much as I tried to. I, I know I was trying to talk over you. I was trying to respect you. I was trying to apologize because holy shit, I just, I wasn't ready to hear everything you said and I, and I don't want to bother you because you, 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 I, you, you never want to be someone that, that appears to have drama because nobody wants a friend with drama. And I, I was silent. I mean, God, for, um, for 40 years about this already. So now that I'm starting to, to not keep silence about it, people have scurried and I've noticed. Don't think I haven't noticed. I just choose not to say anything because it's just not, I get it. I don't want anything drama I can't fucking I'm drained as it is I'm busy trying to keep up my own life we are all at this pace man I just have MS so MS took my pace away from me and thereby taking my um ability to Increase my wealth uh, financially. It it um, it took away my fast-paced life that I had become accustomed to to survive. And work was number on the top three. It all depends because. But don't worry. I'll just clear it up for you now. So that you don't have to worry about this like epiphany later. There wasn't once that I was in the top three if I was even on the list that I took care of myself. So, I have been taking care of myself as well as I've been taking care of myself my whole life. Only this time... Excuse me. I know myself well enough and what I need to do that. So it was getting busier. I couldn't stay in that unit. I couldn't then 